Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world. Hey everyone, it's Sherry Stahl, host of the Soul H2O radio and podcast show. The one that will inspire you to get into the Bible and help you understand it. It's my goal to be relatable and authentically leave you refreshed as you listen to the Soul H2O devotion. I'm so excited you've tuned in for today's episode, I'm No Frank Sinatra. This week features an interview with actress, screenplay writer, author, Dove Award winner, and all-around inspiring lady, Nan Gurley. We're talking about the power of partnering with God to make a difference in this world. It's our intention to motivate you to rise up to the challenge God's placed on your heart. Downloadable Soul H2O journal pages help you dive deep into the teaching segment and quench your spiritual thirst. You can even use them for your personal devotions and find them on today's show notes at soulh2o.com slash 150, along with information about our guest or anything else mentioned on the show. Find details about our two-day Rise Women's Conference with Rochelle Fletcher of The Goodness Project being held in Brantford this September 29th to 30th. For now, let's dive into today's Soul H2O devotion and get refreshed. One of the most famous karaoke songs was released in 1969. I'm sure everyone's heard at least one person completely destroy My Way by Frank Sinatra. Can you just hear them screeching out, for what is man? What has he got? If not himself, then he has not. I did it my way. This song set the mindset for the 1970s and years following that you can do anything because of your own strength. Follow the American dream and you can achieve it. Manifest it and you can have it. This message empowers some, but leaves most of us feeling incompetent at best to do anything great in our own strength. This feeling of, I don't have what it takes, makes me think of Joshua. Moses let Joshua know God had chosen him to be the one to lead the Israelites into the promised land. It was a daunting task, to say the least. I mean, Moses had spent the last 40 years trying to get the people there, and he was much more of a confident leader. All that time, Joshua had been comfortable being Moses' assistant, but leader? Was he qualified to do this? Right before Joshua took over leadership for the nation of Israel, from the capable hands of Moses, God speaks words of encouragement to Joshua that fly in the face of the lyrics of Sinatra's song. Deuteronomy 21.23 says, Be strong and courageous, for you will bring the Israelites into the land I promised them on oath, and I myself will be with you. God was reassuring Joshua that he didn't have to do this work on his own. God himself would be with him. Two powerful promises in one verse. Joshua, you will bring the people into the promised land and I will be with you. You know, the one who created the heavens and the earth? Well, I'm no Frank Sinatra. 
I'm just not that good. I'm more like Joshua, filled with doubts and fears about my abilities. Doing it my way often ends up in a mess. I can better relate to Joshua than Frank. Joshua was in a hard place. He had big shoes to fill and a difficult mandate to accomplish that had eluded the Israelites for hundreds of years in slavery and then decades of wandering in the desert. For many, this message that God was now going to bring them out left them in disbelief that they could ever get to the promised land. But through this encouragement that God would be with him, Joshua was able to inspire a people to believe again in the promises of God and lead the nation into victory to cross over back into the land that God had promised them since the days of Abraham. I think one of the biggest reasons people don't follow what God asks them to do is because they feel inadequate to do it. The greatest comfort comes in knowing you don't have to accomplish anything in your own strength. When God calls you to do something, He promises to be with you. You do it in His strength. So if God who created the whole universe is with you, what can you do? Have you ever wondered what goes on behind the scenes at Joy Radio? Well, the wait is over. I'm Holly Taylor of Good Company. And I'm James Curtis of The Drive. Subscribe to our Joy newsletter, Living Joyfully. And on the second Tuesday of each month, you'll gain exclusive access to powerful testimonials from fellow listeners, inspiring news, opportunities to serve, and much more. Staying connected to Joy Radio has never been easier. Subscribe at joyradio.ca and become a joyful insider. Joy Radio, wherever you are. Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world. Nan Gurley is a Nashville native and has been a fixture on their stages for over 30 years. Nan has performed in more than 50 productions at Tennessee Performing Arts Center and has been a featured soloist with the National Symphony. She's a two-time Dove Award winner for co-writing two youth musicals, The Race is On and Friends Forever. Gurley has also co-written a musical with Bonnie Keene entitled Women Who Dare to Believe, published a book and co-hosts a podcast all by the same name. You can find Nan singing or acting out iconic roles on the stage. Not there? Then you might see her on TV or find her writing or podcasting to inspire women to believe God for greater things. I'm so thankful that today you're finding Nan Gurley here on the Soul H2O Show. Nan, it is so good to have you on. Thank you, Sherry. I am thrilled to meet you and be on your show today. Well, it is my privilege. And I wish people could have heard your full bio. Um, They might need an hour to hear all the things that you've done and all (laughs) the incredible places God's taken you, the privileges that he's given you to to be a voice in in places you know, on stage and other places where the gospel can go forward, where, you know, it's just an easy way for people to hear it. And I am thrilled um, for what, you know, we're going to be talking about a big part that you're playing um, in a bit. But first, I just want to talk a little bit about you and some of the things that you've done and, and, you know, what God has been calling you to do. And um, I just love your whole women who dare to believe like it 
it did it start off as, on theater or where did it start off as the book or the podcast or how did that go? It all began um, when my best friend and I, Bonnie Keene, were uh, sitting around talking actually at my kitchen table. And Bonnie and I have been friends for goodness, decades. Mm-hmm. We, we met each other when we were like 19 and 20. And <clears throat> so a couple so, of years ago, you're saying. Yeah, just 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 last week. <laughs> well, anyway, yeah. Bonnie and I grew up um, on stage, uh, spent much time in music theater. And she's a wonderful, accomplished recording artist. And I've spent mm-hmm. a ton of time on stage in musical theater. And we decided that we wanted to combine our passionate love of Bible study with our love of theater. So we hatched this idea to pick certain women from scripture and create a musical. And the the thread that runs through it is most of these women are in the genealogy of Jesus. Mm. And so our our one set piece is this long, 20 foot long piece, three feet wide, 20 feet long piece of red silk fabric. And the red silk represents the blood of Christ. And we see the red silk fabric at the Nile River when um, Miriam places her little brother in the Nile and the princess of Egypt comes and and gets him out. We see the red fabric when um, Rahab ties the scarlet cord in her window to show her faith in Yahweh. So and then we see it uh, with the mother of Jesus at the foot of the cross. So mm-hmm. we are portraying 22 different women from scripture. And we do these short scenes and have written songs that go along with this. So we premiered this in 2010 and spent about three years traveling around, um, performing it in churches and at women's retreats. And then we we discovered so much in our research on these women that we decided we would write a Bible study to go along with this musical. So we have a two volume Bible study. And then when the pandemic hit and uh, every our theater was shut down and, and a lot of our sources of income were shut down, we decided, okay, now's our opportunity. Let's create a podcast on the women that we focus on in our musical and in our Bible study. So that's, it hatched over several years. So, and that's sort of the genesis of it. That's amazing. I love it. The women in the Bible are so incredible. You know, we can all relate to them on so many different levels. They they went through circumstances. I, I always joke when I'm teaching that the only difference really is electricity and internet. <laughs> What they went through, how they felt, how they approach situations is just like we do today. So I would love, I can't wait to get listening to your podcast as I was just made aware of it. Um, I know my listeners will probably love to listen to your podcast for sure. Um, I'm going to fangirl for just a moment here though. Okay. Um, You might be shocked to know, but people, when you're listening to this, I mentioned that, um, you know, Nan also did these youth musicals and, and she won a Dove Award for The Race Is On. And if people are watching this on YouTube, they're going to see the actual uh, music and play that I have in my hands because my youth group did this musical. We traveled. I'm not quite sure why I was allowed to be on the youth choir because my (laughs) gift is more in speaking than singing, let's just say. (laughs) But 
this, I like it impacted my life that I kept it all these years from the eighties and it was incredible. And there's your name right on the front. I had no idea. So thank you. You honestly impacted my life so much. And all my friends from my youth group, they, I don't know, we probably had uh 75 in our youth choir that would travel and did this. So it was amazing. Thank you. Thank you, Sherry. That thrills me to hear that because uh, Jim Weber and Billy Sprague and I, my co-writers on that, that was our desire that young people would um, come to know Jesus mm-hmm. and decide to to run the race. And so it just thrills me. It just thrills me to hear that it had a big impact on you. Absolutely. And I, before we got interviewing, I was telling you about my friend, Kevin Pauls, who opens up for the Gaither homecoming. He's been on my show. He's good friends with your friend, Bonnie Keen, that you mentioned that you do the the podcast with. I love how God just does this. Well, Kevin was one of the leads because he does have a gift of singing, (laughs) unlike me. So, you know, we still sometimes, the group of us, if we get together with other kids from our youth group, we might break out in song every so often <laughs> to sing some of the, the songs that were in that place. So my sister is going to be really excited when this one releases too, to hear that I got to talk to you. So Thank you, yeah, but I love your heart for Bible study. And I was wondering if you could maybe share a Bible study tool or tip with the, the girls that are listening in today. Yes, I would love to do that. My life was literally transformed when I learned how to study the Bible. Mm. And I give the credit to a woman named Kay Arthur, who created precept upon precept Bible study method. And the first course of hers that I ever took was on the book of Judges. Mm. And who would have thought, I mean, it lit me up. Who would have thought Mm -hmm. that the book of Judges would set you on fire for Bible study? But it absolutely did. And she gave such practical tools for how to approach it. You know, just learn how to recognize a key repeated word and mark it with a certain symbol or a colored pen and learn how to identify a paragraph and learn how to make a title for a chapter. And it, it demystified the process of Bible study. And she was quick to encourage you and say, look, you do not have to go to seminary Mm -hmm. to learn what the Bible says and what the writers intended. So that uh, was transformative for me. And it was like water in the desert to me. Ah. (laughs) So I've never been the same since since, uh, taking uh, these Bible studies from K. Arthur and learning myself the inductive Bible study method. Mm Mm-hmm. That is uh, incredible there. Uh, We are connecting so much, Nan, here. And I I don't know if you know that my first book is called Water in the Desert. No way. I did not know that, (laughs) Sherry. Yes. Yeah, it is. So God is laughing as he's connecting us. But you're talking my language with K. Arthur Bible Studies because that is what I taught a lot as a young Bible teacher. And she has impacted my life. Meeting her was like, for me, it was like meeting the Pope. But (laughs) me too, me too. And I got to go to Chattanooga to some of her, um, you know, retreats. And I was to me, it was like meeting a rock star. Yeah. But yeah, I'm jealous. I'm very jealous. Well, I you know, we could talk forever. We're going to have to go to a break and we'll come back with more from Nan Gurley. I'm Nan Gurley from episode 150, and my music pick for the Soul H2O radio and podcast show is God is in this story by Katie Nicole and Big Daddy Wee. 
Your favorite radio station with you on the go with the My Joy Radio app. Listen to live shows, catch up with past episodes, and stay connected with Joy Radio 24-7. Download our app today and never miss a beat. The My Joy Radio app. Available now. Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world. We're back from the break with actress Nan Gurley, who plays Corey Ten Boom in The Hiding Place that is releasing uh, really soon here in Canada and across the U.S. You know, Nan, you in the first segment, we were talking about how you are a very successful actress with an incredible theater career. What made you want to be uh, someone who would take on such a big role like the role of Corey Ten Boom? Well, it was the honor of my life to be offered Mm -hmm. this role. I read her book, The Hiding Place, years ago Mm -hmm. and knew all about her. And it was just like the culmination of all my desires to use my gifts for the glory of God, to get to tell this story Mm -hmm. of incredible faith and faithfulness of this woman uh, during a terrible time in history. Yeah. And, you know, uh, there's going to be a lot of younger people that listen to this show. I know I have a lot of girls that are in that younger age group that might not know the story of Corey Ten Boom. I'm wondering if maybe you could just take a little bit of time and tell us some of that story, because her story is so incredible. Oh, I'd love to. Corey was born in 1892 in Harlem, Holland. She was the first licensed female watchmaker uh, in Harlem, Holland. When she was 30 years old, she was the daughter of a watchmaker and her father had a clock shop uh, in in their home. And so Corey grew up learning how to make watches and fix watches. And um, she and her big sister, Betsy, were unmarried women living there with their dad when World War II broke out in 1940. Actually, you know, Hitler invaded Poland in 1939. He promised he would not invade Holland, and he then he proceeded to do so not long after he invaded Poland. And Corey and her sister and her dad decided to join the Dutch Underground Railroad, the Dutch resistance, and they agreed to hide Jews in their home to save their lives. Of course, the Nazi regime wanted to exterminate all Jewish people. And so they built uh, a hiding place in Corey's bedroom behind a, they built a false wall and built this tiny room. It was two feet wide and eight feet tall, and they could hide six Jewish people in there at a time. So for two years, Corey and Betsy and her dad uh, saved a total of 800 Jews. In 1945 in February, they were caught and Corey and Betsy were sent to Robinsbrook. And Corey survived it. Betsy died at Robinsbrook. And Corey was released in December of 1945. And she then went, spent the rest of her life, the next 30 years, traveling the world, telling people about the power of God to enable you to forgive the unforgivable. 
She went around traveling, sharing the gospel in 30, no, oh no, in in 60 countries. She traveled to 60 countries sharing the gospel until uh, she passed away um, at the age of 92. Just an incredible story. And, you know, your your podcast and everything that you do about women who dare to believe great things for God, like she is on the top of the, like near the top of the list of women who dared to believe great, like for God, I just can't imagine what it would have been like during the world war to be hiding people in your house, knowing that, the, you know, you I've seen different things about it and read it years ago, but how they would be, you know, the army officers would be coming in their house and searching and not finding at first, uh, you know, the Jewish people that they had hidden in their house, it, incredible faith, incredible tenacity. And the stories, I remember the, the story about the, the gnats, and how oh, it yes. protected them in the concentration camp. Yes, it's fleas, actually. They, fleas, in, fleas. In their yeah. barracks. They were in barracks 28 in Robinsbrook. And the guards would not come in there because there was such a terrible infestation of fleas. But Corey and Betsy decided to look at it as a blessing mm-hmm. because... They were able to hold Bible studies every night in Barracks 28 because the guards wouldn't come in. And, you know, Sherry, it's it's a perfect example of how Corey and Betsy didn't make Ravensbrook, their experience at Ravensbrook, be about them. Mm. I would have been tempted to curl up in the fetal position and just beg God to take me. Yeah. Out of such horrible. Instead, they looked at it as an opportunity to share the gospel. Mm. It was it was incredible. And Corey, in all of her writing afterwards and speaking, she gave God the credit for enabling her to have this vision of thinking of others and all the women around them who were dying every day. Mm. Instead, going, This is my opportunity, this is my hour. And they, Corey and Betsy believed so strongly in the sovereignty of God and how he was in control of all things that they were able to go, okay, this is my hour that I was born for. He will give me the courage. He will give me the strength and, and he will see me through to the end of this. It's Mm -hmm. a huge encouragement. I'm hoping when people see the movie, they leave it encouraged and feel like, you know, whatever God asked me to do. He'll give me the courage and the strength in mo- in the moment for whatever I have to face. Nan, your life and Corey's life exudes that faith that dares to believe God for great things. We have to end this interview and I'm so sad, but I hope the girls get a hold of some of your stuff. Listen to your podcast. Go watch this movie because they are going to be inspired to believe great things for God. Thank you, Sherry. It's been a delight. My challenge for you this week is to be the woman God's called you to be and do the things God's called you to do. You may not be asked to act on the stage like Nan or sing like Frank or to protect the innocent like Corey Ten Boone, but God has called you for something. Whatever he's called you to, he'll give you the strength to do it his way. 
Are you struggling to find the courage to follow after God's plan for your life? Why not join Rochelle Fletcher of The Goodness Project and I for the RISE Women's Conference being held in Brantford this September 29th to the 30th. There will be incredible worship, inspiring messages, a place to shop, and a time for meeting with new or familiar girlfriends. These times are important because we're better together. From all of us here at Joy Radio, we're so glad you joined us for episode 150. I'm no Frank Sinatra. Make sure to check out the show notes for scripture graphics, information about our guest, or anything else mentioned on the show, like the conference, at soulh2o.com slash 150. I hope you'll share this episode with your friends and family, take a screen capture while listening on your device, and share on your social media to help spread the word about Soul H2O. Until next week, I'm praying you stay blessed and refreshed. We appreciate your support to help Soul H2O Ministries continue and want to thank all of you who partner with us in making this Joy Radio show a reality so people can come and get refreshed. Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O Podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world.